This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome, 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 welcome back to yet another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast where horror gets gay. This is episode 290, and tonight we are finally finishing up what we were supposed to do like weeks ago by covering the winner of the audience vote for the Salute to Irish Horror, don't you know? And the movie that was chosen, sort of, was... Isolation from 2005, and that was done before all this shit went down, ironically. But we'll get back to that in a little bit, because first of all, please allow me to introduce myself. My name is Patrick Walsh, and every month, twice a month, I'm your guide to the weird and wonderful worlds of horror movies. But you're going to have to see them through my very, very gay little eyes, baby. Oh, yes. I hope everybody's doing well during this, through this whole crisis and that you're okay and that your loved ones are okay. And for those of you who have been contacting me since the last podcast episode wondering where the hell I am, totally valid concern. Because what I said in the last episode in the Scream Queens contingency plan announcement was that I was going to be stepping up production. I was going to be doing more episodes and then promptly disappeared. And since I am living in New York City, in Queens, in the freaking epicenter of the United States right now, literally, well, not quite, I'm, I'm, I'm epicenter adjacent, like, Jackson Heights and Corona are like a few blocks away, so technically I'm not in it, but I'm adjacent, literally epicenter adjacent. But I'm okay, everything's cool, this is what happened. See, I've been stepping up and doing these Facebook Live videos every day, on the Scream Queens page, on the... To do that, I also thought it would be wise to move my studio into my living room because instead of using the Wi-Fi connection in the bedroom, I have a high-speed connection in here. I mean, a lot of the sites have been struggling and connections have been iffy. I figure better have a cable connection than just depending on a signal floating through the air, right? So I was moving everything in here and on the Facebook Live video, it was right after this happened, I blamed Smoochie. And that was not entirely true. All the blame was mine. What happened was I broke my mic. I was moving stuff. I had it set up in a stand that was precariously perched on a folding table instead of on the desk that I was in the process of moving it in. And Smoochie does what cats do. Smoochie was you know, doing the little figure 80 around my legs, doing the rubby-dubby on my calves. And then she did the rubby-dubby on the table and... It fell over. It, basically, the stand fell over on the ground, and the mic is really sensitive, and it stopped working. And yeah, I was using my phone to do these Facebook episodes and everything, the Facebook Live shows, and the sound's fine there, but it was not podcast acceptable. I have a standard of quality that I have to hold up to, so I figured I'm just going to order a new mic. I can use a new mic anyway, because see, if I have guests over to record here, I, now I can have guests over to record here my, when my guests are local. So that, it's all good. Anything, long story short, I'm fine. It was not Smoochie's fault. She's not threatening me to say that. It was totally my fault, and there we go. So that's what happened there. Life has been rough here. 
Life has been rougher. I don't want to talk about it because I'm trying to provide some escapism. You know, get your head out of Corona for a little while. Step away from the news feed for a little while. You're not going to miss anything. If you're hearing this, you're already doing that. So gold star to you. But of course, I know the news that you're really all dying to hear is bum bum smoochy wadgy out of the downtown. What's going on with that cat? Well, those of you who've been following the Facebook Live sessions already know this story. So bear with me for a minute, because there's a codicil to the story. Something else has happened since then. Okay. Smoochie, for some reason, loves Twizzlers. All right? Cats can't taste sweet. They don't have the taste buds set up for it. Yet, for some reason, she loves Twizzlers. So I had bought myself a bag, because I myself also love a good Twizzle every now and then, if you know what I mean. And I left the bag unattended on my bed again. Totally my fault. Not her fault at all. And turned my back for five seconds when I heard the crinkling. I don't know where the fuck she came from. I didn't think she was in the room. She moves like a flood of molasses most of the time. But when Twizzlers are involved, she's like, bang, lightning speed. I guess she's using that magical cat portal to get to the Twizzlers. You know, whatever. And I turn around. And she's standing in the bag. She had like four Twizzlers in her mouth. And they had just fanned out to make this perfect poof red licorice whiskers. And she looks so stupid, and we're just staring at each other, and we had this moment of, where I, this message I was getting was, turn around now. You never saw this. This never happened. Turn around now. But it was very funny. And the thing is, on the Facebook Live video, when I told the story, I recreated that moment because I thought it really needed the visual. Like, the story's funny, but it's not as funny without the visual. Like, I just told it now, and I said that wasn't funny. But that's not the point right now because I stuffed a whole bunch of straws in my mouth to, to recreate the Twizzler effect. And I got a few emails. People said, Patrick, we're not supposed to be using straws anymore. They're danger to the environment. With everything that's going on, you know, please... You know, try to be wary of that. You know, you just wasted a whole bunch of straws. Yada, yada, yada. Valid point. Normally, I've stopped using straws. Let me explain something, though. Remember Mr. Brad? <laughs> Mr. Brad was always a bit of a pack rat and a bit of a hoarder. There is a jumbo package of about a thousand plastic straws in my cabinet. That package of straws was there when I first started seeing him. In 2004. It's still there now. We have moved, apart- we moved apartments twice. And those straws have followed us. And honestly, at this point, throwing them out would be a bigger hazard to the, advisor- to the environment than me just hanging on to them and keeping them in my cabinet and using them for hilarious art projects. So I do appreciate your concern. No taken. But there you go. Now, some of you might be wondering, wait, 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 can we, can we back up for just one second, please? Because in the introduction, you, you said something weird about the audience choice, that the audience chose isolation, kind of, as the movie to talk about this episode. Yes, yes. let me explain. So for those of you who are listening for the first time, for the second week in March, I left the choice of movie up to my listeners. If you subscribe to the newsletter, you got a link to a secret page where you can vote for one of four movies for me to cover. And it was pretty close between three of them, but beating, leading the crowd by a nose was the vampire movie Byzantium. I announced the winner on Facebook Live. 
went to see if I could find it on streaming because it was on streaming when I was looking. When I picked the four movies, they were all available on streaming. Once Byzantium won, it was no longer streaming anywhere. Great. So it's like, okay, what, whatever. I have a few Microsoft points saved up. I can rent it. No, nope, can't rent it anywhere. You can only buy it for like $15. And I love you guys, but not that much. I knew nothing about the movie. I looked at some of the reviews. They seemed a little sketchy. I'm like, you know what? Let's just move on. I just went with the second choice pick, Isolation. And since we're talking about isolation, why don't we start talking about isolation and our salute to Irish horror? So let's take a listen to the trailer for this movie. You'll get that joke later. It's a genetic abnormality. It happens in cases of embryo transfer, like in these tests. You expected this? I didn't. It's not my experiment. I felt something, John. I felt it snapping at me. We stay. Till they stop watching the roads. They're completely malformed. You knew about this? I'm going to have to quarantine the farm. John, we've got to shut it all down. It's gone wrong. That's impossible. This rate of cellular growth is off the scale. Stay away from me. They just test subjects like lab rats. As most of you know, I am mostly, mostly Irish, so it's always fun to check out what scary stuff the people from my homeland are churning out. If there's one thing I love about the Irish is that there's two extremes with their entertainment. When it's fun, it's all the fun in the world, but when it's not, they want it moody and they want it dark. To illustrate my point, let's take a look at Irish music. In comparison, Irish songs are either all about drinking and merriment, movie comparison, Grabbers. Remember Grabbers from last year? Yep. What fun. What a rollicking romp. The other kind of Irish music is all about war, dead people, dying, misery, and grief. Which is more like this movie. There is no in-between. There's no songs about, oh, what a beautiful sky. Nope, nope, nope. It's either about drinking, fucking, fighting, or dying. That's all. Those are your four choices. Now, as most of you know, I am mostly, mostly Irish, so it's always fun to check out what scary stuff the people from my homeland are churning out. If there's one thing I love about the Irish is that there's two extremes with their entertainment. When it's fun, it's all the fun in the world, but when it's not, they want it moody and they want it dark. So anyway, isolation is, defi isolation is definitely the latter. Isolation definitely falls in the latter category. Isolation is the story of this genetically mutated cow that goes on a homicidal 
murder spree at an isolated Irish farm. I know that joke was utterly, utterly ridiculous. And it would behoove me. It would behoove me to stop telling you. <laughs> and that's all the jokes you're going to get from isolation. Sorry, I couldn't help myself because, shockingly, a movie about a killer cow is not a comedy. And I looked at a bunch of reviews after I watched the movie before, while I was getting ready to see what other, other opinions and see if I got any extra insight into things. Almost every review I read said, my gosh, this is so stupid. It, it's like a good movie, but it's a cow. And I'm just like, Ugh. people are making all these jokes about, oh, yeah, oh, mad cow disease. Ugh. Hold on, kitties. Hold on, kitties. You're all American, aren't you? You're all American writers, right? So you didn't get what mad cow did. To the British Isles, did you? You didn't really get that. It was devastating. And I don't know, maybe people don't know that people also caught mad cow disease. And it was a brutal, horrific way to die. Because a cow, you can put down to put it out of its misery. But a person with mad cow? Nah, they have to, they have to you know, grin and bear it till you croak. Now, why are you saying this? I'm like, I'm saying this because Bradford, coming up again, worked with somebody who died of mad cow disease. And it came up in conversation. I don't know why Bradford had this, but he still had like video conferences that were you know, years old. He had the video of him still, and he would show me when all of a sudden this guy would be talking and have an attack, and it was the most terrifying thing I've ever seen. So yes, if you're in Ireland, you probably are quite afraid of, you're probably still very afraid of mad cow disease. And as well as the rest of the British also. Yes, that's just American privilege speaking right there. So take, so take that particular grain of salt when you watch Isolation, which actually I recommend you do. Maybe not now. Maybe not now because it is very grim and very gloomy and there's not a smile. There's not a moment of joy. There's not a joke. There's nothing happy at all happening here. And that's the way the Irish people like it. If you're going to tell me a gloomy fucking story, you make it fucking gloomy. Those are my people. So... I was very excited because I did not know that this movie starred Essie Davis before I had picked it. Because Essie Davis, yay, I love Essie Davis. Essie Davis was the mother in The Babadook, and she was also on uh, Miss Fisher on Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. Miss Fisher's Murder Mystery. And you know, if you've been listening for a while, how much I adored Miss Fisher. And I'm not going to go like drooling all over again because that is not the point right now. This movie is gorgeously shot. Like They really captured the gloom and the despair of this farm. And it's a wonderful place for a horror movie. And yeah, it's basically alien in a barn, but it's that mood that carries you through. And you've got characters, for the most part, that when they get bumped off, you're like, oh no, oh no, you're actually going to miss them, for the most part. <laughs> but what I think is also fun, even though I, I knew going in what the basic story was, they take their time setting this all up. They let the horror wash over you in these slow waves, little bit at a time, little bit at a time, and each little bit of it is horrifying. They don't even, and even the plot itself, they don't explain right away. Like, I'm wondering what's going on here because what has happened is there's this poor farmer who is on his last legs, and as a last resort, he allows a scientist to use his herd for these super secret experiments. And S.E. Davis is the vet that's tending to the cows. So all we know, like when the movie opens, there's a cow that's about to birth 
Essie Davis is there, and she sticks her hand up the cow's pussy. And when I say that she stuck her hand up the cow's pussy, I mean she did it for real. She did it several times. Like, you see the cow. You're seeing the cow's face. You see her hand all the way in there. She, there was no special effects. Essie Davis went elbow deep. Scratch that. Essie Davis went shoulder deep for this role. So hats off to you, Essie Davis. And while she's in there doing a routine examination, she gets bitten. By the baby calf, and she's like, oh, no, 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 that's not right. Uh-uh, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. I think we should terminate it. And we're getting the idea that there's something. We don't know there's a genetic experience. Like, we're finding all these things out in dribs and drips. But there's something wrong with the baby calf. And a lot of the drama after that is just waiting for the calf to birth, which, of course, is problematic. And uh, some other characters are introduced. There is a pair, there's a cup, there's a pair of gypsy travelers who decide to park their RV outside of the farm for the night to escape their vengeful relatives because they've, they've, they've eloped and they've run away and the family wants them back. Now, I know all you people just fucking cringed because I said gypsy. That is how they're referred to in the movie. And also, I, I understand it's racist. This is, this is me going off on a minor tangent. People seem to be offended when gypsy refers to Romanian people. However, there are, there are specific tribes of Irish gypsy travelers as well, I've got distant family members who are travelers. And if I call them travelers instead of gypsies, they'd beat my fucking head in. So I don't know what else to call them. That's what they call them in the movie. I'm sticking to gypsy. I might just say gypsy travelers just to specify that it's not, it's not a race. It's a people that have chosen to live a gypsy lifestyle. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not, I'm not, God damn, God damn political correctness makes everything hard. I'm not complaining. It just makes things difficult because I just want to tell you the story. You have five people that are on this farm. The, the, the scientist, the farmer, the vet, and this couple. The scientist is away. The vet goes home for the night. The calf starts to birth and it's going wrong. So the, the poor farmer's trying to get, trying to, haul this thing out by the hooves with a fucking wench. And it's like, oh, ooh, ooh. it's all very tense. It's very gross. So he has to enlist the, the aid of the couple against them. And even though they're not supposed to be there, this is supposed to be top secret. He's going to get in trouble. They're going to get in trouble. Everybody's going to get in trouble. But they wind up in a lot more trouble than they expected to and not the kind of trouble they expected to because the calf is born and the calf, not unexpectedly, ate right. There's something not Right, and the calf has to be put down. And so does its mother, unfortunately, because the mother attacks. The mother tries to protect her baby, and she has to be put down as well. It's all very sad, because that's how Irish people like it. If we're going to go gloomy, we're going whole hog and miserable. We love it when everybody dies, but... Uh, <laughs> you're like, okay, so they just killed the monster? Like, the baby calf wasn't the monster, honey. No, 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 the baby calf wasn't the monster, because guess what? The baby calf that just got born was also pregnant. What? Uh-huh. Apparently, the genetic experiments they were doing on these calves was to increase the rate of growth for them so that they'd age more, they'd mature more quickly, and also that they would be more fertile. And this experiment made them so fertile that evidently they're asexually reproducing. And not only are they asexually reproducing, this calf is pregnant with a litter. A litter of cows. That's a lot of cows. And 
If you thought the baby calf wasn't right, these little embryos they find when they cut open the little baby cow are insane. They don't look nothing like cows. Their skeletons are on the outside. They have fangs. They are growing like crazy even though they're dead. And while the scientists and everybody decide to put them all down, of course, one of them has slithered away. And therein lies the panic. And it's called isolation. It's because once the scientist figures it out, he's like, we can't allow this thing to get out. We can't allow this thing to get out. If it gets out, it's going to be everywhere in no time because it's reproducing like fucking crazy. And it's all very tense. And like I said, it's all very moody. It's very gross. It's very gory. And one of the things I liked and didn't like at the same time is that you never really get a good look at the cow monster, which is a really stupid thing. I just heard myself say cow monster, and it sounds like the stupidest thing ever, but it's not. This thing is mean. It's nasty. It's slithery. And it just burrows the fuck through you and does not ask questions. And it just keeps... And you can see it keeps getting more and more expectant with child, or should say with litter. While not seeing the monster, it's always a great choice. Like if you don't have the bu- if you don't have the budget to make a really spectacular monster, to never show the monster or limit the view of the monster. At a certain point, I just really wanted to see it, just to get an idea of what I looked like, because I could not put the pieces together. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck this thing looks like. I keep seeing random parts that don't look like the other parts, and they're all terrifying, and I can't imagine what it looked like altogether, but you never really get a look at it, but it doesn't matter because the suspense is very high, very high, and I like this movie a lot except for the fact that the person left at the end to fight the final battle, and I'm not saying who it is, is the least interesting performer and the most underwritten character. Like, zero connection to this character at all, whereas everybody else you get invested in very quickly and things start going badly as well because not only you have this monster running around everybody gets bitten by it at some point and they're getting sick and they don't know what's happening to them either so it's all very 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 tense like shit are people going to start mutating into like I'm like is that pharma guy all of a sudden going to turn around and have udders and be like milk me bitch I'll be like oh no 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 well I'm not telling you I'm not telling you because isolation is streaming on Amazon Prime for free. So go check it out. But like I said, be warned. There's no laughs here. It's all gloom. It's all despair. It's all very, very grim. Because that's the way, uh-huh, uh-huh. We like it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that was, I don't know. I can't, I can't sing in Irish, apparently. Oh, well. You can't sing anyway, bitch. Who said that? Who said that? I will slap the dick right out of your mouth. Heard it from a bovine. She had a baby made of green slime. Oh, yeah, I heard it from a bovine. And she's just about to eat my spine. Milky, milky, heard it from a bovine. How much longer will he make these dumb jokes? I'm done, as a matter of fact. I'm done with cow jokes. Now, normally this would be where I'd start wrapping stuff up. And I'm going to do things a little backwards here today, because normally at the end of the show these days, I'd give you your something good, something good to take away from all this experience that's going on, something a little, a little positivity. 
to make your day a little bit brighter. I'm going to do that right now. And it's also a call to action. Dun, 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 dun. Could you do that a little bit louder into your microphone and deafen everyone? Yes, I could, Patrick. Yes, I will next time. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Anyway, what's going on? Remember how I told you about Podchaser? First of all, they've set out to become like the IMDb of podcasts. Like everybody who's ever worked on a podcast, everybody's information is going to be on there. It's going to be like the most detailed database of podcast information. But aside from that, they're trying to bring the two communities together between podcasters and podcast fans and encouraging conversation and keeping open lines of dialogue through them and fun things like that. And for the next 12 days, they're hosting an event called Reviews for Good. On Podchaser, you can follow your favorite shows, you can follow your favorite podcaster, you can leave reviews of the podcast in general or individual episodes. And now, recently, they introduced this whole thing where now the podcasters can write a response to you to say thank you or whatever or say, how dare you? I've never been so insulted in all my life. Clearly, you have no taste, whatever. But for the next 12 days, every review that you leave on Podchaser they're donating 25 cents to the Meals on Wheels COVID-19 response team. Yeah, that's pretty cool, but it gets better. So podcasters, fellow podcasters out there, start spreading this around with your listeners as well because for every response to a review that a listener leaves you, they're going to give 50 cents to the Meals on Wheels program. Because I can tell you right now, here at in Queens, which is now, as I said earlier, epicenter adjacent, it's getting really scary because food is getting scarce. Because the restaurants are shutting down, the supermarkets are shutting down, There's gonna, and delivery is almost impossible now. Like, yeah, well, people just say, oh, we'll just get it from Amazon Prime. It takes two weeks, three weeks to get something delivered here now. So food is becoming a real issue, all over, and it's going to be spreading as well. And people are also just, in general, in need. You can do a lot of good just by doing a little thing, just going over and leaving some reviews for your favorite podcast and follow your favorite podcast and start conversations with them. And then the more, the more conversations you start by leaving reviews and responding to reviews, the more money that you're going to raise for Meals on Wheels and help people through this really rough time. Because like I said, food is getting really fucking scary down here. That's the last thing any of us need. So I am going to assign a task to you. You know, of course, follow Scream Queens. Follow me. Leave a review of the show, but pick your favorite three episodes and leave a review of them. Because on a couple of apps now, they have trending on Podchaser. And there are some punk-ass podcasts that are been trending all the time. I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I'm not on there? Get my ass trending. I'm at the epicenter of a goddamn epidemic. Make my ass trend. That didn't come out right, but then again, neither did I. So that's podchaser.com, and everything on Podchaser is free. There's no, it's not like one of those services that's like, oh, it's free to sign up, and then we're going to start charging. No, everything there is free. It's just a cool place to hang out and be podcast happy. Podchaser.com. It's all groovy. And that is going to about wrap things up for episode 290, so I would be remiss not to thank my hosts. I would be remiss not to thank my fabulous sponsors. Of course, they are Squadcast, which is remote interviews for professional podcasters. You know, granted, there was no interview session here, but I use it all the time. And guys, I know everybody's using Zoom right now. Remember back in that, you know, a couple years ago during the Podathon where I was using Zoom to record things and I kept warning my guests 
And I know I told you guys this in the show. I had to keep warning guys. Mike, you do realize we're the only people here not smoking meth and jerking off and swapping kitty porn? And be sure to lock your accounts because there's all kinds of privacy issues. Now the whole world knows. All this bad stuff is coming out about Zoom. You don't want to be using Zoom for your remote recordings. No, sir. And like Skype, Skype's technology is like 10 years old as best. And Google Hangouts is garbage. Come on now. Your podcaster, step it up, become a professional podcaster, or at least fucking sound like one. And you can do that by going over to Squadcast.com. Use that link in the show notes. Help me out there. Help me out by using that link and not just stumbling over there on your own. And if you're in search of a new podcast host, Captivate FM continues to rock my world as the smooth-talking, champion, popping, locking, break-dancing ninja Jedis of the podcasting world that they are. They make podcasting so easy. They keep adding more and more new features, and they just added something where, you know, if I want to go and uh, approach a sponsor and say, hey, I think I'm a really good match for your product, they have everything I need right there. Like, I hit a button and blang, like, there's my resume. Like, here's all my stats. Here's everything. This is, like, everything that uh, they would need in one place, and it's all cool. It looks professional, and it's all included. There's, again, no step-up prices on Captivate FM either, so check them out down yon. If you use that link down there, you get seven days free to play around with Captivate. I have no idea what I'm doing for my next show. I had a plan for April, but the guests that I was going to have on have disappeared. I hope they're okay. Uh, I was going to do Religious Horror Month, but I'm finding it hard right now to watch horror movies. At least the really, really dark ones. So, Bear with me during this tough time. I might be taking some detours into lighter material, but at some point when this, we'll, we'll, we'll get back to things regular or I'll get over it, whatever, but just work with me here. It's, it's not easy right now, but I will keep you informed. And hey, you want to stay up to date to the minute what's going on at Scream Queen headquarters and what's coming up on your virtual event calendar, you need to go over to Facebook, go over to the Facebook page, you know, do a search on Scream Queens where Heart Gets Gay and join there because that's where I'm broadcasting almost every single day and I'll give you all the changes and cool stuff to talk about and whatever. And um, if you're looking for something to watch, there's a series on Netflix which I am shocked is not getting more press than it is. And that is, I am so over this right now. And I think the reason it's getting missed is because... It's packaged like a teen comedy. And yes, there is teen comedy in there. However, a closer comparison would be to Carrie. Picture Carrie if she had a slightly better support system. And instead of just having to deal, instead of just having to learn that she's dealing with telekinetic powers, she's also having to cope with her burgeoning lesbianism. That's right. Picture Carrie as a telecolesbian. Coined it. That's my word. I made it up. You can't steal. Use it, but please credit me. People are like, oh, it's not a hard thing. I'm like, listen. The opening shot is Sophia. What's her name? I can't think of her name. She was Beverly, young Beverly in the It movies. Running down the street, covered in blood. And the rest of the series is how she got there. Yeah, it's a teen comedy, but it's got straight-up horror influences, and it's tons of fun. And nobody's talking about it. Go check that out. And the other thing that's great about it is that the episodes are all really short. They're like maybe 40 minutes top, so it's not a huge investment, and I think there's only six of them. So go check out. I'm so over this right now. And um, until next time.
my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a healthier place. How do we do that? Well, by the, observing the Scream Queen's golden rule, kids. Fight or flight. Survive the night. Make it to the final reel. Stay the fuck home. Wash your fucking hands. And chill the fuck out. And don't you forget for a second that I love you. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Bitches!